Hello again, and welcome back to the Linked Legacy Podcast. Whoo! We left on quite the cliffhanger, or should I say tightrope hanger. Ah. Guys, how are how are you feeling about the adventure so far? You've done a little bit of uh done a little bit of carnivaling, uh, and things are st- Things are starting to get a little weird now. Yeah, a little unexpected. Uh, I've really been enjoying playing with these whack characters. I think earlier, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Haley that uh, contextualized the regular party of the, the HLP show as uh, rather brooding. And uh, we've changed things up a bit, and I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm eating this, ship up, this shit up. I'm like Carnival Nivorous or something. I don't know. Oh God, dude! Oh boy, <laughs> did, did I do it? I gave you. He's reading off his sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's scripted. <laughs> this whole show's been scripted. Well, I for one am ready uh, to get some real combat happening here. Let's go. Cool. Hopefully, hell yeah! Let's see some fucked up shit. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. That's all I'm gonna say. Ooh. Welcome to the Carnival of Tears, and so. When last we left our heroes? We have saved See? so many people. See, you're coming around. They're, they're, they're I being, called it early. You're coming around. They're being proclaimed as heroes across the carnival. Uh, and when last we met them, they were performing uh, some various feats of acrobatics and enjoying some of the things that the carnival had to offer. We left on... Mika crossing a tightrope uh, after watching the performance of the person that runs the carnival, Namdrin Quinn, who is a very accomplished acrobat. It seems our favorite monk is an aspiring acrobat and so took him up on his offer to uh, challenge her to cross a tightrope. But about halfway across, a scream erupted from the maze. Many thought nothing of it, but our heroes could hear the pain in the scream, and Mika, halfway across, could see at the center of the maze the minotaur that was formerly caged and bloody snow at its feet. And so that's where we will enter Mika, you are halfway across. Mika finally sees what's happening in the maze, and she attempts to move across the tightrope, saying, There's Meantor loose in the maze! Uh-oh, only a 14. Yeah, with a 14, you put one foot in front of the other. You breathe in, you breathe out, and then... As your right foot comes across, it catches on the rope. Make a reflex save. Twelve. With the twelve, it feels as if you are going to fall. You reach out with your hand and miss the rope. However, a well-spent hundred gold, a burst of magic, causes you to actually catch the rope you thought you had missed. Oh. It also, you you look down and it's as if the rope itself is three feet wide. You feel like you could just walk right across it. You're under the effects of freedom of movement. Ooh. That is awfully handy. She probably would have broken an ankle falling from this. Maybe even two. Oh my god, it it was real. (laughs) Yeah. If you could change your fate, would you? All right. Uh, so can she get back up on the rope and yes, cross she it? Is, right. she like it, the spell goes off and you almost like swing back up. You kip around and you're standing on the rope, and you don't have to make a roll. You can just run right across. She moves very quickly, and when she reaches the other side, uh, she points. To the middle of the maze to point out where all the the blood was that she saw. It's not just the carnies. We need to go to go save these people. They can't protect themselves. Mm, that damn Gradzal. It's always grumbling about how he gets treated, and you know when the 
when the kids are jeering at him. I'm sure he's just fucking around in there. Um, if you want to go check on him, go ahead. Uh, I'll go check his cage. I mean, you know Minotaurs. They're, they're not... He's not actually a beast. He's, uh, you know, they're intelligent. They, I doubt he would have gone berserk. Let me check his cages and everything, and um, if you go check on him, I mean, if that, if that'll make you feel better. Also, well done. Wait, you, you, I thought you were, I thought you were in trouble there in the middle for for a minute, but that's pretty promising. Um, I could maybe teach you a thing or two. Thank you. I would absolutely love that. Unfortunately, I think we better go save those people first. Uh, but I, I'll take you up on that right after. I, again, I don't know that anyone's really in danger. I think he's maybe taking a scare too far. We're just going to have to go and see. All right. Uh, and he climbs down deftly. Uh, you climb down after him. And you reach the rest of the group. I assume you tell them what you saw. Yeah, she uh, very excitedly points to the maze. Remember how I uh, joked about letting the Minotaur loose in the maze and how funny that would be? Um, I don't think it's that funny. I saw a lot of blood. Did you hear the screams? Yeah. Mm, Yes, we did. We did indeed. We weren't sure what they were, so we just waited here. Well, we better check it out now. What do you think happened? I'm not really sure. I saw blood. It was still pretty far away. But it, uh, it was really being provoked when we walked by before. It's intelligent. That's got to wear down on anyone. The Minotaur? You think the Minotaur did this? Something did. The, like, an 8-bit graphic thought bubble appears over Comstock's head. And you see, like, a small orange dragon that looks like him plus a minotaur head with X's over the eyes equals pile of coins. And uh, at this point, I have actually cast this character and I just figured it out. This is Ken Jong is cast as (laughs) Comstock Patty Wacker. And so he's going to pull out a gun and a a dagger. Then let's go. So we race, race towards the maze. Yeah, you guys race towards the entrance of the maze. Um, now, Mika, you did see the the Minotaur looked like it was in the center of the maze, so I'm going to need a uh, survival check to see if you guys can find the fastest route there. Mika also drinks a potion of mage armor. Okay. Comstock has this fucking maze figured out with a 27. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, Comstock is like every intersection. Right. Right, left. There's little he understands, but he knows this maze. <laughs> yeah, but with a 31, okay, God come the one on. it the whole time. <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, Comstock helped. You do make it through. Uh, you don't make a single wrong turn. You make it to the center of the maze. Please place yourselves as you approach this center area. Oh, shit. You see a large... Minotaur. The minute that Comstock or Godfrey would say, hey, the center is this next turn, Arabella would push to the front to be the first person to go attack. And I I would do my best to to keep up and cast Bark Skin before she turns said corner. On me? Or on you? On you. So as you round the corner, you see on the ground is a woman. Looks like she's unconscious or dead with a gore mark in her abdomen. And there's blood all over the snow. Uh, And you see this snarling minotaur with a great axe in his hands. And he just, he looks at you and... It's like his eyes are crazed, like he he has this bloodlust now that he's drawn blood. And I need everybody to roll for initiative. Yeah! Hell yeah! Okay, what's Godfrey got? Natural 19 on the die for a 33. Hey, Mika. Only a 9. Comstock. 
That'll be a 20 dirty. Dirty 20. Arabella. 26. Will it be? 19. Again. Okay, at the top of the round is Godfrey. Godfrey, uh, you haven't yet turned around the corner. You don't see this Minotaur, but you probably hear Arabella shout out that the Minotaur is here. Okay, so Godfrey moves 25 feet around the bend to be right in front of whoever that is right there. So he turns the bend and sees the Minotaur. This whole time running through the maze, he's got these the spirits of his ancestors and his tribe whispering to him about the the importance of this moment, but they all kind of run together. And I'm breaking it out. So a primal warden shaman has this spellcasting ability called unstable spellcasting, which anytime you spontaneously cast it, shaman gets a spontaneous spell for every level of spells they can cast. Primal Warden, every time they spontaneously cast one of these spells, they produce a random spell on the list of shaman spells that they can cast one level higher than the spell slot they expend. <laughs> okay. So, I am spending a level two spell slot to cast one random spell out of the 110 <laughs> random shaman spells I can cast. I have my dice roller up for out of, a hundred. Level three. Spell? I know everybody was wondering how is Godfrey Leafbottom weird. We were saying that like all of these characters were weird. Characters. And here he how is. is Godfrey weird? Here he is. Roll a random spell out of 110. Yep. So here I've got a D 110 on my dice roller up. I just rolled an 89. Oh my God. I rolled Stench of Prey. Let me look up the spell text here. I don't know what the spell is or what it does. Wild. I don't know if this is going to be a good spell. Okay, so I cast this on one creature and it last a minute per level. The target exudes a strong odor that most predators recognized as the scent of helpless prey. The closest... Uh, 1d4 plus 1 predatory creatures within 30 feet must succeed at a will save or start attacking the target. <laughs> if the predator is an animal, it can be called away from the target by a handler using a, a trick, an animal trick. This doesn't do anything! <laughs> I don't think this does anything! So, I mean, you can, like, cast on this thing, it's just gonna attack us anyway. <laughs> well, it's just gonna make us want to attack it, I guess. I don't well, know. you're not predatory creatures, so. Yeah, it does nothing. Are there any predatory creatures I mean, in the woods? Uh, Cole, <laughs> you, you, you can cast it on the unconscious woman on the ground, I guess. Is a minotaur a predatory creature? Uh, I, I, I'll say yes for the purposes of this, I guess. He's got bloodlust right now, so yeah, he'll... Okay. Well, I can cast it on one of our frontliners so none of us get attacked. I mean, you feel like we're really reaching for this to be useful. We are. But I had to use it. I'm going to cast it on Arabella. You had to use it? <laughs> had to. Fuck. So how does that work? He turns the corner and, like, he described to me how this manifests in real life. Okay, so here's how it works. He starts channeling some of his primal magic that he's able to cast, and he's just drawing from this reservoir of primal energy. As he's, as he's casting, he doesn't know what it does, but like as before the spell completes, he realizes what, roughly what it's going to do, and he turns it on Arabella and casts it on her. So you can roll a fortitude save to make it not affect you. <clears throat> but once you've got it on you, the creature has to make a will save or else just like target, start targeting you. Seven. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to get you. So will save. Yep. <laughs> A will save from the from the Minotaur? Yeah. Yep, it's within 30 feet of her, I think. Okay, that's a 15. That fails. So it's going to target Arabella from here on out, I think. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. Oh, he just you killed just you. You killed me. The, the plush bugbear is mine, finally. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my turn. Well, Arabella is up next. <laughs> Treachery, immediate. <laughs> immediate treachery. Um, it has not acted yet, correct? correct? It's actually possible that you killed both of us because we have shield on or share. Shield other, yeah. Shield other, yeah. Oh, shield other. That, that might save her. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. All right, you cool. monster. 
So I'll um, run up there and I'm gonna pull out one of my daggers. Well, I'll pull out both of them, but I'll only attack with one. Crit threat. Let's go. Ooh. All right, roll to confirm. Oh, same roll. Not quite, one lower, but still 26. Yep. So confirmed critical. Sneak attack does not get doubled, but. That's fine, that's fine. Oh, All this right. is gonna be monster damage. Yeah, so I'm gonna get 3d6 of sneak attack. And so I'll roll that first. So nine points of sneak attack. And then 19 points of regular damage. In addition, I'm going to give this creature, uh, I'm gonna make it feel disoriented. It's gonna have a minus two penalty on attack rolls. And then also, cause I have special ninja abilities. I, it also will have one point of strength damage done to it. Okay. Comstock. Okay. So Comstock sees God, uh, Godfrey go run past him. Uh, around the corner, he sees Arabella disappear, maybe hears some sort of cr- commotion as uh, as all that damage is done. He's going to his his scaly feet go smack, 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 smack around the corner, and he goes running, running up 30 feet to be within a range increment of this uh, this Minotaur. And uh, it's a free action, so who gives a shit? Uh, he grabs one of the barrels of his pepper box pistol and spins it, bzzz, just because that's fun. And then he is going to take a shot at this thing. Now, are kobolds predatory animals? I'm I'm gonna assume no. Okay, okay. Um, I'm I have, checking. Just I have deadly aim on. I'm going to be resolving against uh, this thing's touch AC. Yes, you will. 16 off the die. I, th- I think that's going to Yeah, that should do. All right. So here's the thing about the Bushwhacker archetype. Similar to what Haley just did, this is a ranged sneak attack build. So because I'm within 30 feet, and because this enemy is denied its dex to its AC being flat-footed, acting before it, um, I'm not only going to do my regular damage, I am going to be adding a D6 for something called Shifty Shot, which is just an extra D6 uh, sneak if I have a point of grit left. I haven't used any grit, so I do. And then at fourth level, this Bushwhacker gets what's called Sneak Shot. So it's just basically another D6 on top of that. So it's just basically a bonus 2D6 precision damage. It's basically identical to um, the Rogue Sneak Attack, but there's some kind of small caveats thrown in there. It's going to be a fair amount of damage. Okay. Uh, All totaled out. That's going to be 19 points of damage. And then as a free action at the end of the turn, he's going to rotate his uh, his barrels. So instead of so he uh, he's got five shots left before he needs to start worrying about reloading. Okay, really? All right. He is going to run up around the corner so that I can see the Minotaur. Minotaur, excuse me, and haul out. Do remember, Arabella, that their charge is very dangerous. And uh, that's going to be part of my performance. Uh, and so uh, we've, we've all got Bardic Performance. All right. It's my guitar's turn. It is full attacking, Arabella. Two swings of the Great Axe and a Gore. Oh, boy. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. Just barely hits. Okay. And then, uh, miss. And then with the gore, uh, another miss. So you take 21 points of damage. How much of that actually goes to me? Half. Half. So you take 11, he takes 10. And the Minotaur five footsteps towards me. It is now Mika's turn. Mika runs into the room using her quick monk speed. 
Now, uh, explain to me that spell. Does that preclude me from attacking anything else? Is it, like, impossible for me to do? Oh, yeah, because if he's got reach. Yeah, that's an AO. Yeah, he's got reach. Oh, can she acrobatics? Not without taking a double move. So if you don't, if you want to get to it and hit it, you also, have to also eat the would AO. you be in uh, range of bardic bardic performance there? So it it just says if you fail a will save, you start attacking the target. Uh, it says you can be called away from the target if if a handler uses a trick of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say when it uses its attack actions uh, during its turn, it will attack our rogue and. If it, if you know somebody tries to slide by it, it can still get an AOO off. That makes sense. So yes, if you're moving up to it, it um, it will get an attack of opportunity on you, unless you'd like to double move and take no attack. I will double move and okay. try to acrobatics. Roll that acrobatics. Thirty-two. Thirty-two beats its CMD. Woo! You do not take an attack of opportunity. If you're gonna double move. Do you want to move one more so I can... I think that's as far as I can move, because I was right here, so... You're double moving, so you have 40 feet, and then with acrobatics, you move at half speed, so you have a total of 60 feet to move. Oh, oh, because... Yeah, yeah, okay, then, um, yeah, she would move uh, one more space since uh, she has the movement, and this way, there's a possibility for a flank. Okay, back to the ever-useful Godfrey... You say that now, but listen to this hot shit, okay? So Godfrey sees that we got some melee frontliners almost setting up a flank. What he is going to do is he is going to use uh, one of his um, shaman abilities called tribal cooperation, I believe because he has the uh, tribe spirit. What he can do is he can grant a teamwork feat to allies within 30 feet. Um that don't have to meet the prereqs. Um, one of the one of the teamwork feats that he has for a number of rounds equal to like a number plus his wisdom modifier or charisma modifier ends up being five rounds. So what he does is he grants the broken wing gambit to allies within 30 feet. So what this does is for our two frontliners, if you make a melee attack and hit your opponent, you can use a free action to grant that opponent a plus two bonus on attack and damage rolls to hit you until the end of your next turn and if they do if they even if they just try to attack you with that any attack that they make provokes provokes attacks of opportunities from your allies who have that feat so if he tries attacking arabella it provokes an attack of opportunity from mika uh, essentially so five rounds that's active okay Okay. that's a standard Uh, you need to move uh because you do not reach mika with that if it's 30 feet Okay, so he'll do. He'll you he'll, can take a five foot step, or yep. you could take a full move. A oh, five Mika, foot step, and Mika then, is exactly and then, yeah. like thirty five feet away from you. Perfect. So, so now, that's good. his turn, basically. Okay, you still have a move action if you have anything. I think what he'll do with a move action, he he will pull out his sling that he okay. has. Awesome, Arabella. Arabella is going to take one five foot step. So now she is flanking with her best friend Mika, and she is going to. Attack with both daggers to weapon fighting here. And she'll get some nice nuts sneak attack. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. Got a natural one on the first one, so that's an 11. And then I got a four on the next one, so that's 14. Yes, so both of those miss. Yeah. Um. Are you yeah. doing the broken wing gambit thing? I think I didn't hit my. It's opponent. only when you hit the opponent. Oh, you have to hit. I yep. thought it was as a part of an attack. No, but yes, you do have to hit your opponent. So uh, yeah, no, but instead I'm going to say, um, I'm going to yell over to Mika. Oh my god, that was totally not fair. He moved out of my way. Hit him now, and you get an instant attack. Oh really? Yeah, because I huh? I just assault leadered her. Oh. And that, what kind of action is that? Swift? That is a once a day when I miss an attack on a flanked opponent, I can designate a single ally who is flanking and the target that her attack missed. And that ally can make one single melee attack against the opponent as an immediate action. Awesome. Uh, so then uh, with that, wanting to 
to hit him and maybe slow him down a little bit, uh, she's going to use... You have to use it as a... I'm pretty sure it's like as an attack of opportunity, which I think oh. means that you can't apply any like special effects to uh, the attack. Okay, okay. Will do just a normal punch. Yeah, I wasn't sure because it doesn't say as an attack. It doesn't say attack of opportunity. It says immediate action, so I wasn't not sure. I'm gonna rule it as you can't like. Yeah, you can't that makes be like, sense. Oh well, then I'm just gonna vital strike it or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Uh, I rolled a one. Oh, well, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> it's a miss, Comstock. All right. Oh. So when I built this character, I was rolling into level five, and I could select three feats. I'm gonna I'm gonna be using two of those right now. So, when I came into this maze, I mentioned that I was holding a pistol in one hand and a dagger in the other, and that should have given me a little bit of a penalty on my shot, but considering that I rolled a natural 16, resolving against ranged touch, I would have hit anyway. Or, uh, flat-footed touch. So, with his dagger, Comstock is going to make a ranged feint as a move action which meant that I had to spend two feats to get the range feint feat and the uh, the deft maneuvers feat, which means that's a move action. What I'm doing is rolling a DC check. I am not actually trying to hit this target's AC with this dagger. I am just expending ammunition. All right. So the check I need to beat is either 10 plus the target's BAB plus their wisdom modifier, mm-hmm. Griff, or if the target is trained in sense motive, it is 10 plus the sense motive, um, whichever is higher between the two. So I rolled a four off the die, which isn't great, uh, plus my bluff is going to be a 14. Did I beat either of those? Yeah, no, you're looking for an 18. Okay, so the dagger goes flying away, so this target is not does not get denied their dex bonus with my ranged bluff. And sorry, that's whichever is higher, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I worded that poorly at the end. It is whichever is higher. Um, so he throws, Comstock whips out this dagger. It goes so fucking wide. Uh, it is not convincing at all to the Minotaur that it should be worried about the dagger. But I still have my regular attack action, um, which I'm going to use now. Okay. So, I rolled a two off the die, which with a pepper box is a misfire. Okay. So, no! so he pulls the trigger. So he he throws the dagger. It goes totally wide. Pulls the trigger, and when he does, he just poof. This big puff of smoke uh, pours out both ends of that barrel, um, and that's the end of his turn. Oof. Tough turn for Comstock. Will it be? All right. Willie is going to move up to right in front of Comstock and actually channel. Okay. Do you have selective channeling? I do. Okay. So you can exclude this Minotaur. Yes, I will. And I I guess I I only have four or uh, plus four to two charisma. So. So with my uh, with my channel, it's actually a variant channeling. So this will give allies a plus two sacred bonus to their AC. Oh, nice! And eight points or eight healing. Nice one. What's the name of that variant channeling? Protection. Oh, cool. All right. I'm sorry. How long does that last for? Let me do my healing real quick. I think most of those things are just like around. But yeah, that's what I've looked at. All right. Next in the order is the Minotaur. It is just going to attack at Arabella. That's a natural 20. Fudge. Oh, my God. Ooh. This might outright kill you. It's got to do a lot of damage. Yeah. I hope. Oh my god, it's a natural 18. Oh no. To confirm, a great axe critical, a large great oh, axe critical. Oh no. Oh shit, that's a that's a times three, times isn't three. it? It's an X3 critical. I did turn off power attack because you were annoying to hit last time. But that's going to be 9d6. That's painful. Haley, what hit points are you at right now? I'm at 44. Cool. 
I guess. That is 59 points of damage. That would have perma-killed Comstock. Oh my god. From full health. It would have perma-killed you too, it, probably, if you didn't have, didn't shield, have other. The shield other. Let's go! Yeah! 59 points of damage. Uh, 96? So 96 plus, plus 9. Plus everything else, yeah. Or 96 is a... It's 3d6 plus 9 times 3. Yeah. Uh, so... Arabella takes 30 points of damage and uh, Willie B takes 29. <laughs> that channel is probably the only thing that's keeping Willie B up, I'm going to guess, if he even is up. Uh, by one. Okay. Oh! Well, that was his first attack. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh, you're fucked, Willie. Bro, you're going yeah. down. Yeah. You might die. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, nah, I don't think so, because that's only a 15 total to hit. Oh, thank you. Uh, and then the gore. Uh, that's also a 15 total, so, uh, a crit and two misses. Brooks. Holy shit, that was a lot of damage. Yeah. Brooks, dismiss that shit. <laughs> Every man for himself, dismiss it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay, but, Mika, yeah. you're up. You just saw your best friend always get cut in half. Feels bad. Mika just looks at this creature saying, that wasn't very nice. And she is going to do a flurry of blows with pummeling style. And she's also a pummeling bully. So if either of these uh, hit, there'll be something cool. So see how it goes. Uh, so that is a 26 and a 27. Both hit. Awesome. So one of these is a punch. And if he has DR, the DR will apply only once. Oh, I've seen pummeling style in use. Yeah. You Perfect. Know. All right. So she's going to do a punch and a kick. So that's 32 points of damage. And with that kick... She kicks out of his foot and then reaches her heel around and pulls back and gets a, a trip attempt. Okay. Without provoking because uh, she has the deft maneuvers feet. Go ahead and make that trip attempt. Trip this bitch. It's going to be hard. 24? A 24 wouldn't trip, but you see the life leave this thing's eyes as, wow. you, as you kick its leg and you just... Wow. Break its shin and it collapses yeah! to the side. Ooh, that oh. felt good. You're out of combat. I hope one of you has like a wand or something. Yeah, I, I bought a full wand. Okay. <laughs> so we can handle a little bit of healing off air. And so with the defeat of Gradzal the Minotaur, what's next for this party? Well... As much as I love the gunslinger class, it requires a shit ton of maintenance. So uh, I reload two barrels of my weapon and then uh, use a standard action quick clear. So I flip the uh, the pepper box pistol to face directly into my face um, and then blow through the the tube that was misfired, blowing uh, soot and powder out the back end while I point uh, four other loaded barrels directly at my head. Mm, safety. He's cast as Ken Jong, buddy. He's wilding. <laughs> okay, so you quick clear your weapon. Yeah, so at this point, though, we have done the maze, and the maze is now blood-soaked. What about this woman on the ground? Is she alive? Yeah, I think uh, right before you would have healed, you can you can make a heal check on her. Well, we, were, we were discussing off-air during the healing, actually, uh, when uh, when Willie channeled, she would have probably got caught in that, right? So I don't know if she was. Yeah, like, actually, I think I think that's fair. If he didn't purposely exclude her, which there's no reason to do, yeah, she would kind of uh, cough and sputter to uh, consciousness. Uh, it looks like her. Uh, she's she's probably still pretty badly injured, but she's um, she's alive. Yeah, awesome. That's good news. Can we, I would like to ask her. So did you like set the 
guy free? Like, why was it chasing you? What's going on here? Because clearly this probably didn't work out how you planned. Well, at first it was... It was just carnies and masks. And I I thought it was all fun and games. And then... uh, This creature came up on me and I... I could tell right away it wasn't a carny. He's too big. And he chased me through the through the maze and unfortunately I ended up in this dead end. And I couldn't I couldn't get past him. And he ran me through with one of his horns. So you didn't like I don't know, provoke him, like call him names? No. Was there something? Are you, are you victim shaming right now? <laughs> no, just like you know, <laughs> yeah, I need to get the I full was, story. I was almost killed. Was there? I was also almost killed. Something that this monitor uh, exhibited that was not normal in some sort of way. I think it's pretty normal for a minotaur to charge at somebody and gore them. They're monsters. So, from your recollection, there was... It was acting per his normal... Yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert on minotaurs, <laughs> so maybe you roll your own check. <laughs> Instead of asking, like, a villager about normal minotaur behavior? They're actually intelligent. Uh, Miko wants to uh, do a perception check on the uh, minotaur's body to see if there's anything that seems out of the ordinary. Fifteen. You don't see anything out of the ordinary. Now, the real question is, if we go back to the cage, does it look like the Minotaur broke out? Or did something let it out? Hmm. Yeah, you could go back to the cage. Hmm. important part. Okay, let's go. So you exit the maze and you head back to where you saw this big cage and uh, the crowd there's not obviously not a crowd here Minotaur is gone you look at the cage and the bars are completely bent looks like this creature was strong enough to get out at any time mm. so he finally broke out good so for him I think that like maybe it would be good if Mika would talk to you know like the owner of the carnival considering she has, like, a little bit of friendship with him. Yeah, he really didn't think there was anything out of the ordinary, but obviously something horrible happened here. We can try to find him. So I guess we would try to go back to where I last saw yeah, him? Yeah, you can search around for him, but he's nowhere to be found. Um, and something odd happens at this time. A small red fox scuttles up to you. It looks like it's paying attention to only you. It it runs up to the group of you, and you can see that it has a scroll tube tied with a ribbon around its neck. Willie, like, can you grab that? Of course, madame. So you grab the scroll tube and uh, unfurl the scroll. And it's a note, and it reads, Hail, champions. A bleak and bitter frost has fallen across the forest, and I fear it has reached even into the hearts of my people. Aided by agents of an ancient evil, they are about to visit such destruction upon the people of your community as has only been seen in nightmares. If you would aid me in combating these villains, please come swiftly to the grove beyond the west entrance of the carnival. Do not be startled by my appearance. Signed, Sintira. Can I do a knowledge on this to know who this is? No, you've never heard of the name. Okay. It's, it's which would tell you it's, it's not the name of somebody in town. Yeah. A lot has gone wrong at this carnival. 
and I've had a lot of fun so far. We should be careful. Uh, Comstock is going to unholster his pistol and draw a dagger. <laughs> Just to be safe. Just to be safe. The safety practices here. Oh, no. Willie, this, this gun has no safety on it. <laughs> so, Arabella as well, I mean, she isn't sure... Because among the f- there's frost among the forest and in the hearts of the people, but she doesn't know who this is, and so she's wondering wh- what people these could be. So she's just gonna kind of think out loud. So people of this town, that's not, I mean, it's not my father's people because it wasn't signed by my father. So, like, what people? Are all the like are all the carnies? out of toners? Like, is it just them? Are those the people? Mm. I think we should go to Centura and find out what's going on. Maybe they'll have the answers. Yeah, I, I agree. And maybe then we can see if she's trying to claim, like, my people mm. or what's going on. Mm. And that would be a good time to give me the bugbear. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not quite done here, but yeah. Along In a bit. So- the way what it is in our best interest to uh, stay away from at least the connies and at least the other people around just to be safe uh, well I mostly Arabella Ms. Arabella and Mika, to be frank. Yeah, I'm cannon fodder. <laughs> and uh, you start dead in his eyes, and he, he believes that. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, West Entrance? Yep, let's go. Yes. Mika agrees? Yep, she will be careful. Care- you exit the Western Entrance, and you head into the woods which leads to a grove. On the western edge of the grove, a pinprick of yellow light flares suddenly against the darkness. From the smallest flash of color, it silently increases its radiance until it seems as if the sun itself has come down from the heavens into the grove. Suddenly, directly in front of the light, an alluring female form appears. The intensity of the light makes it almost impossible to determine any of her features, But it's clear she must be stunningly beautiful and completely naked. The only part of her that is clearly visible is her eyes, which are liquid brown and seem to draw in the light. Her voice chimes with the crystal beauty of a mountain spring on a summer afternoon. Please do not fear. I will not harm you or any other mortal. I am Sintira, nymph queen of Dark Moon Vale, and I am of the first world. My court of Fay lived in these dark woods before the first of your kind set foot upon its verdant green. For an age or more, we have watched you from tree and shadow, through spider's eyes, underneath the wings of sparrows, and behind the grubworm and acorn. Long have we watched as your people bled the land with axe and flame. For a spell, my anchor grew such that I would see you all pay for this scourging of the forest. When I wallowed in the deepest pit of hate is when a cold wind blew down on my grove. A rider came with the wind, atop a dead stag, and sheathed in frozen blades he came, and with a voice like steel on ice, he promised me revenge. I agreed then, but now I know this course is ill. I only hope I've not awakened to the truth of this evil too late. When the rider came, my people changed. The cold froze their flesh, their hearts turned to ice. They forgot the green, forgot the woods. They forgot everything but hate. Now they come with the wind, led by their cold rider. They come to the carnival to butcher you and the rest of the mortals. And the only one who could stand against them is chained by bonds of love, by bands of love stronger than iron. You must act quickly. My kin already begin their slaughter. Your people bleed. 
I feel their pain as I once did the torment of the trees. Pain is evil. Tree, beast, or man, it makes no matter. And no measure of cruelty can repair what has come before. Your kin suffer for nothing but spite. Save them and save yourselves. But take this with you, lest you offer yourselves to the frozen fay as lambs to a butcher. The intoxicating woman waves her hand across the snow, and a small collection of vials appears. Drink this, and you will not fall prey to the rider's magic. He carries an iridescent purple flower of living ice called the Eye of Rapture, enchanted to cloak horror and agony in a guise of mirth and merriment. So long as this crystal remains unspoiled, your people will continue their revels as the Fae cut them down. You must stop the slaughter. Only by frustrating the cold rider can you force him to appear so you can end your people's suffering once and for all. And you each are given a vial of liquid. Okay, like maybe I missed it. What does this liquid do again? It will shield you from the effects of the Eye of Rapture. You'll be able to see things for how they really are. Perfect. Rapture sounds terrifying. And she'll knock it back. So so wait, so wait, so wait. But this carnival we've been at... It's not not a carnival? No, it's a clever ruse put on by the Dark Ice Fae and the Cold Rider. Everything you've seen is disguised torture used to kill the people of Falcon's Hollow. Mm, That makes me worry. (laughs) I'm afraid of what I'm going to see when I drink this. We've been playing a lot of games. You sure have been, Emily. Yeah. It's better to see reality for what it truly is, for if you live under the guise of the Eye of Rapture, You'll die with a smile on your face, not knowing. Godfrey glances worriedly at the funnel cake in his knapsack. (laughs) Oh boy, maybe you don't want to drink that. Did you take a drink? Take the drink. He's going to have to. He's going to have to take a drink to understand what's really going on. Mika looks at the vial for clarity, and she drinks it. Godfrey downs it at the same time, too. Bottoms up, babies. Willie is already done. Do you have any questions I can help answer? You're going into a very dangerous situation. I'm so relieved that you've agreed to help. Mm. You said we frustrating the cold rider would would make him appear. What what do you mean by frustrate? D- deny his his acts? I think if If you can halt some of his brutalities, it may annoy him. He's trying to do the most harm to the people of Falcon's Hollow. If you can stop some of his devices of torture, you you may anger him and make him show up himself to stop you. When we bring out this cold Ragnar... What, uh, do you, uh, 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 what, what are we doing to defeat him? Do, do you know anything about him? The, <laughs> you're starting to sound a lot like Groucho Marx and not like... <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> the rider is a fell foe. His antlers twist, stab, and pierce the flesh of mortals with a life of their own. His glaive freezes blood in the vein. As long as ice is near, his wounds knit and seal, and he cannot be easily slain. Fire and shattering force, or the vibrations of sound, can destroy him best. His armor is thick, but it could be sundered by magic if you know the proper spell. I was so close to taking a fire-based gunslinger archetype, and I'm kicking myself for not doing that. Any other questions? She did talk about like somebody that could stand against the cold rider and that kind of thing as well. Yeah. So you talked about like something that regularly fights against this cold rider being in shackles of like um, love, I think is what you said. 
What does that mean, and who, and where? Hmm. The the master of the carnival, the half-elf for whom steel and shadow dance is one, he is their slave now. The rider has his wife imprisoned in a shard of deep black ice. Namdrin Quinn swore an unbreakable oath of the old world not to interfere with the cold rider's revenge, and in return his wife will be free of the ice shard prison that binds her fast. But Namdrin is betrayed. The crystal feeds on his love's soul, and the only freedom she will know is horrid death, her soul consumed by the evil shard. Namdrin, Namdrin cannot break his oath, but you could free him of this bond. If you destroy the shard and free his wife, the compact will be sundered, and the half-elf will rise against his tormentors and aid you. Where is this shard? The Dark Rider or one of his ice fae must have it, it maybe hidden away. Is it like a full body thing or is it smaller? It, it just uh, that that's that's uh, preempted by the fact that you said they have it hidden away. I don't know if it's like a a person that's just like frozen in ice like mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze style or is it like some sort of magical thing where they have an item that like is I Could don't know. be put in a pocket. Re- yes, yeah. yes. It's a from what I know it's a it's just a small shard of black ice. Ah. Cannot be easy to find. It's a it's made of a substance called witch ice. You need only destroy it with a solid blow of whatever steel you favor and and once it's sundered her spirit will be free. But witch ice is a foul substance mined from the depths of the frozen queen's domain in the far north. There are exiles of our people that dwell in frost and biting wind, condemned to wander the tundra waste, a witch ice shard consumes the soul trapped within, allowing its bearer to draw on the life force. You must break the crystal before Tessa is utterly destroyed. You can count on us. Every time you say something like that, I get a little more worried. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he, uh, He's standing in place, but somehow still manages to stumble and drop his gun, and somehow miraculously, miraculously it doesn't go off. He picks it back up and looks kind of unsteady, but he's he's doing okay. It's kind of a mess. <laughs> okay. I don't think I have any other questions. I have one more question. <laughs> We've been getting some stuff from these games... If when Mika looks in her pack to see the the doll and like the coins that we've gotten and the bugbear and the bugbear is it still a doll and coins? Yes, but it looks twisted and its eyes have turned black. And I actually um everybody has a doll. Yeah, do you need the counts? No, I just need everybody to roll me a d10. The only one who doesn't is Willie. Yeah, I, d- I don't have one. So Willie does not have to roll me a d10. But 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 the bugbear doesn't look twisted, right? It it looks okay. Uh, Chris, I think I got bad news for you. The bugbear looks worst of all. Oh well, I don't have it, so maybe that's good. Uh, your boy Comstock Paddywhacker got a three. Okay, with a three, you're cursed with bad luck. You take a minus one penalty on all attack rolls. Do I get a save because I'm holding my gun and that gives me an extra bonus on curse saves? Nope. There is no save for these. (laughs) That sucks shit. Holding the dolls. I got a two. You have the same curse. Minus one penalty on all attack rolls. A nine. A nine. The rest of you start to... You're cursed with the stench. Oh, she's stinking. Again? She already was. You stink horribly and are sickened for as long as you suffer from the curse, regardless of how many times you bathe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Eight from Godfrey. Godfrey, you also have the stench. (laughs) Sickened is punishing. Jesus. So horrible. I thought higher would be better. No, higher is way worse. God, that sucks. Willie? Willie doesn't have one. Oh, yeah. Willie's all. Wow. 
There's a couple people who have doubles, but Lily doesn't have a doll at all. The only way to win is not to play. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the that would be the uh, subtext if Carnival of Tears was a Goosebumps book. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, now you can it. get rid of this with something like a remove curse, but your cleric is shaking his head, so I assume he does not have that. Of all of the spells, no. Uh, unless restoration will do it. Regular restoration? Lesser. No, no way. No. I think remove curse is a higher than lesser restoration. Yes, it is. All right, neat. This sucks. I don't feel so good. What? What does your funnel cake look like? Mm. Ooh, he, uh, that's a good question. Godfrey opens the pack and peers into the last remaining crumpled funnel cake he thought was inside there. Yeah, your bag is full of maggots, mm. which you've been eating, <laughs> which I don't know if that's so bad for mm. a frog. But No, but I, the frosted delicacies I thought were so good. <laughs> I don't want to know what was in the pies I ate. <laughs> I ate a lot of pie. You did. You did. ate a lot of pie. Well, I think that means we need to head back to the carnival and unleash some hell. Before, before we do go, though, uh, Arabella, what is your uh, enhancement bonus to, to your armor? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. All right. It now has a plus two. For what? Magic vestment. Nice. Ah, nice. And it's an, that's an hour per level, so I can't imagine this whole thing is going to be two hours. Okay, yeah. Sounds great. Hour per level is it's five hours. Or, yeah, I'm thinking the whole extent. Like, what do I want to yep. use my extend on? Yep. Cool. Let's go back to the carnival. As you approach the carnival, you see that it, it appears to be time for the fireworks display. And you see people across the pond setting up the fireworks. The rockets shoot into the sky at first, providing a pop of beautiful color. But as you look up into the sky, you start to see black shapes falling over the carnival and you hear these sickening wet thumps on the ground and then some of these pelt you as a rain of leeches falls over the carnival and they crawl disgustingly across the ground you see dancing lights up in the sky only realizing that these are the souls of those killed by the carnival, you can see their spiritual glow and their pained faces writhing in the night sky. The carnival of tears has begun. And as you look out across the carnival, the carnage is apparent. Every carny you met, dead. And people walking around with blissful smiles on their faces, laughing and cavorting as dark ice fae sneak up behind them, slitting their throats and grinding their bones. You see it all clear as day. Everything that once was so amusing and so light and fun has turned into a macabre trap to kill the people of Falcon's Hollow. And I think that's where we'll leave off. Cheers, folks. We'll see you next time. God, I love this module. It's oh, so let's good. go. It was all a lie. <laughs> oh, you think it was going to be fun? Yeah. Yeah. That's what carnivals are all about. I thought it was just like going to turn creepy, like stuff starts coming oh, out no, and killing Emily. people. It was. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carnival of Tears is copyright 2007. Carnival of Tears and the Game Mastery module are trademarks of Paizo. 
Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.